So I'm just saying, Gad, if you don't get it checked, flies are going to lay eggs in it. Hello and welcome, everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Podquisition. I'm your host, Jim Sterling. I'm joined, as always, by Laura. Hello. Hello. How are you this week, Jim? I'm all right. I'm alive. I'm medically declared not dying, so I can't really complain. And Gavin, how are you, sir? I'm good, thank you. I'm glad you're not dying. That's all right. I was just going to say that's about the best we can hope for is Jim not dying. That is good. That is like a minimum barrier to entry for us doing this show is Jim is alive still. Yeah, if I'm alive, then... I mean, well, we already decided if I die, then Jim isn't in the names. You can just get some other fat blogger. There's a ton of them about. Um, but, yeah, I've actually... I was actually... Um, I didn't mention it beforehand, but I was shitting myself. Not, not literally. Uh, that would have been an entirely different problem. Um, but I was ca- kind of panicking for the past week because when I left... When I was at the hospital, uh, they told me more or less that my kidneys were fucked. Um, it's part of the reason why I, I kicked the caffeine thing. Um, they said, ab- your kidneys are abnormal. And the nurse said it with this seriousness on her face. And I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I can't tell you. As if it was some like international secret. I can't tell you. They're just abnormal. Uh, so I was like, well, that's fucked. Um, got them checked out yesterday. Normal. Not ab- nothing ab about them. Uh, there are no abs near me, as I'm sure anyone can tell. But... <laughs> That was a world-class joke, actually. Um, Uh, But anyway, they're they're perfectly fine. What the doctors at the hospital failed to tell me, or perhaps know, is that when you go into shock, your kidneys get fucked a bit. Uh, And that seems to have been what happened, as they they took all the blood tests and everything when I'd just come out of fucking shock and decided to base their medical opinion of me on that. Uh, So, yeah, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, these kidneys have just been through massive trauma. They're not looking too great at the second. You know, don't give them five minutes to catch their breath. It's like, no, these these kidneys clearly fucked. You're going to die or something. Yeah. I mean, not 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 to say that I should be churlish about my health. I'm, uh, I'm certainly coming close to uh, death as I was. I'm a lot more conscious about it, changing the way I do certain things. Uh, I feel terrible right now because cause I've been off the caffeine for over a week. And it's, it's horrible. But... It's going to be worth it, hopefully. Uh, so that's that. So feeling all right outside of that. Got a relatively clean bill of health. As, cl- as clean a bill of health as I could get. You know, more, more than I deserve, let's face it. So I'm quite happy with that. Um, feel like I've got a reprieve from all the terrible things uh, that could happen. So that's good. Uh, and yeah, I'm happy. Uh, everyone else seems to be happy. We might as well have a podcast. Yeah, podcast, you know, they're a thing we sometimes do, yeah. Oh, God. I, I have I have a thing that I want to get out of the way before we talk about any news or anything we've been playing oh, that has better. been pissing me off today. So, today, when we record, is the 1st of April. We are recording Yay. this on April Fool's Day. Hooray! Yes. The very best day of the year if you work in news on any kind of outlet and have to write a certain number of news posts every hour. <laughs> Because I had to spend my fucking morning going through all of the news on the internet being like, hoax, hoax, joke, joke, joke. Is that actual? No, joke, joke. Maybe that's news at a stretch. I wouldn't report on it otherwise, but I'll do it today. It's been the most fucking irritating day to work in games, to be writing news. It's not fun. I, mean, I used yeah. to work the job you work now, uh, mm. Destructoid. Um, you know, they've had me on the news beat for a few years. And it April... F- it used to be good. Destructoids used to do big, like, like site-wide... Like, they'd redo the site, and the whole site would have a gimmick. We have done. We, we, we did have some fun with that today. Um, currently, at the time of recording, if you go on Destructoid, um, the whole website is a Nokia phone. And you oh, have that, to view... Okay. Yeah, you have to view all of the articles through... Um, basically, as if you'd gone on one of those old um, WAP websites... And you can you can make calls and leave you can leave answer phone messages on Destructoid and we're gonna do something with those. But that all happened when the Americans woke up. I was doing all my news during the English time, so I was like, oh fuck, I'm I I'm doing all this before the April Fool's thing starts. So I'm like, fuck it, don't have anything to do. Yeah, it's uh it's pretty terrible because for a few years Detroit didn't do them. And it was like, what do we do? Do are we supposed to just lie today? Because that that's more or less. Let's let's like I've, I don't begrudge people having their fun on April first, the mm. day of fills, but let's call it what it is. It's a day of lying. It's they're not <laughs> jokes. It's just lying, uh, and and. <laughs> 
As I as I said on Twitter, it's the one day of the year when the people who run Rick Astley's Vivo get to eat. <laughs> oh god. Like there is one person who got me with an April Fool's Day joke today and I will commend them for it. Um Someone on Twitter heard the fact that recently I've been talking about on a few podcasts, I can't remember if I mentioned it on Podquisition, this game that I I played in the late 90s, early 2000s, that I was convinced was Sid Meier's Pirates and then years later discovered wasn't, and I've been trying oh, yes. to track down what it is. Mm-hmm. And someone tweeted me being like, oh, I found out what the game, the pirate game that you've been looking for on that magazine was. It was April Fool's. And it, they'd just written the tweet in such a way that I was just getting hope when it happened, I was like, okay, you you got me there. Well done. You you That's had me mean. in. That's mean. It was mean. <laughs> it was mean, but they got they got me. Like that is the one where I was like, okay, well done. You've you've done good. At there. least it was all contained in a tweet as well. They didn't yeah. make you link, you know, to something stupid. Yes. Mm. You know, I don't mind the things like with what Destructoid's done, like with what YouTube's done, where when you search for music it asks if you uh, meant to search for Darude. Um, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, good. the stuff that's like gimmicky and st- stuff that's actually a joke. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to, oh, look, this thing is fake. Ha ha. That's so some funny. Of, some of it's nice and lighthearted. Like, I went on Netflix today, and for some reason, I wanted to watch an episode of QI, which is a British quiz show, and it defaulted to playing their episode about hoaxes. So ah. I was like, that's, that's a nice, that's silly a thing it's done. But can can I talk about the, 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 um, we're not sure if it's April Fool's or not press release I got today. Yes, now this one is confusing yes. mm-hmm. us all, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of these things. So I got a press release from an official reputable PR firm that is handling Ed McMillan's Binding of Isaac Rebirth press stuff. And Ed McMillan has been known in the past to announce actual legitimate news on April Fool's Day in such a way that it's confusing as to whether it's an April Fool's Day joke or not until the next day. And he's done this before. And today I get this email in my inbox that says, Binding of Isaac Rebirth coming to Xbox One, 3DS, and Wii U. And I read it, and the email has this handwritten, scrawled note that's been, like, scanned in on a scanner and scrumpily, like, on crumpled up paper... And, like, the pen's running out halfway through and he's had to sort of really write to make it show up properly. And I'm I'm just going to read this note. It's all lowercase. There are no capitals here. Binding of Isaac Rebirth. We can't hold it any longer. For the number, immediate release. Dear Internets, The Basement, April 1st, 2015. Not going to lie, our collective sphincters are overly taxed by pressure. You know, that thing where the simple idea of poo causes puckering? That's how we feel. We can't hold it anymore. The Binding of Isaac Rebirth squirts its way onto three more consoles. New Nintendo 3DS, Wii U, and Xbox One 2. Hope you can clench your butthole for a few weeks. By now, you're probably having trouble keeping those pants clean. So are we. This one is bulging with solid, moist nuggets of goodness. See you next month or something. XOXO, Tyrone, Edmund, plus Isaac. And then there's an actual, like, there's a thing at the bottom that's implying it. This is the thing that makes me think it's real. Is because, like, it's like, hey, the game doesn't run on the original 3DS or the 2DS. It's specifically the new 3DS. Yeah, it's an odd one to throw mm. in there. It's like, yeah. if, if it's a joke, you're not going to worry about the minutiae of those kinds of details. Yes. That's, that's the thing, is looking at that, it's like, that looks like a thing that they had to include as, like, an, a, the one thing they had to get right because yeah. of specifics. But it's really weird, because then if you go on the Binding of Isaac website, it's like, oh, this is how we got around Nintendo not liking... Um, religious stuff in it we changed all of the stuff to scientology because everyone thinks scientology is funny yeah and, like the website for binding of Isaac today seems a lot less legitimate than this note did but it's very strange i don't it's know layers within layers it's it, yeah it, yeah you're just like bits of it seem really too fake and bits of it seem too real it's a, mm. an unusual situation i mean it would be cool really cool to see binding of isaac on um certainly on the 3ds uh, I, I, yeah. I'm a big fan of the game. I've spoken very highly of it on this very show. Uh, so I would love to see it. Um, as with most things on April 1st, I'm not going to comment on it until unless people are still talking yeah. about it on April 2nd. 
If it's an if that's an April Fool's, then that's a really bad one because mm. <clears throat> that's just going to piss people off. That's like telling them they're getting something and they're not getting it. I would not consider that a good April Fool's. Yeah. If it was something like a poo DLC, <laughs> that would be that yeah. would be well, a good it, April Fool's. It really highlights the difference between an April Fool's joke and an April Fool's lie. Yes. Yeah. Well, what I'm kind of interested in is we're recording this episode of the podcast about five hours before Nintendo does a Nintendo Direct, which, first of all, like, they had to, in their press release about this, say to press, like, they put this email out yesterday and said, yes, we know it's April 1st, but it's not a joke. This is a legitimate, serious, um, like, Nintendo Direct we're doing. This is actual news, not joke news. Which, if you have to say that, you've probably done something wrong. It's like, just just push it back a fucking day. But yeah. <laughs> there, there's a Nintendo Direct happening in about five hours, and because of the fact that this is like kind of Nintendo 3DS and Wii U news, I that I'm waiting for this Nintendo Direct basically to confirm is this real news? Because if so, I imagine it will probably show up in the Nintendo Direct tonight. So, Nintendo Direct, you will tell I'm counting on you to tell me is this bullshit or not. We say that, but the Nintendo Direct is just going to be a big joke. And the the biggest joke was that they spent so long assuring us that it wasn't. And they're just going to come on and Iwata is just going to pull down his pants and just piss. Not even holding his penis. He's just going to urinate. It's going to hit his legs. He's going to do it in uh, Amiibo Link pose as well. Yeah, Mm. in Amiibo Link pose. And then he'll just (laughs) say, please understand. And then just a tiny poo will come out. Like a little little, uh, rabbit poo. (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm I'm hoping that he's going to come out and he's going to talk about the Edmund Millen like Binding of Isaac stuff, but he's in on the joke, so he's going to be like, my sphincter has been puckered all day. Um, you know. <laughs> Please understand the tightness of my butthole. <laughs> Please understand the nuggets of, of uh, video game news that are coming out of my buttocks. And he just does a poo on the floor and April Fool, he, he writes April Fools on the floor in his poo. In his poo with a big stick. Yeah, yeah. That's that's. An then he runs around <laughs> naked like the Isaac, and it's so popular that he is pressured to do that for every subsequent Nintendo Direct. And three years from now, he just comes on unshaved, hair unkempt, tears in his eyes. Just I don't want to poo for you anymore. <laughs> it will be a tragic time for Nintendo. <laughs> the the day that Iwata cried about all the poo that he had to do. I don't know where that's going, but <laughs> neither do I. No. So. Yeah, like this is happening before Nintendo Direct, so maybe a th- fun thing to do maybe is to predict some silly things that might happen in the Nintendo Direct, other than a water's poo smears. So um, I don't know. What are we getting? Half Life Three announced for Wii U exclusive. There we go. Ha ha ha. We made the joke. It's made out of poo though. It's I can't stop thinking about poo. Is that not just every day though? That is every day. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes jizz. Eh. What about jizz on a poo? Uh, I like jizz in a poo, like some sort of, <laughs> some sort of. You like jizz in a poo, or you like two jizz in a poo? Both. Uh, I, 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 I save like, us. I like to create it and then display it, like some sort of stanky eclair. Gavin, please see, save us. See, this is what happens when Jim has a brush with death. The rains come off. Uh, Gavin, it's true. Cause I've been so ill, and now my energy is like, back as well. He's like, "Fuck it, I nearly died. I may as well just, you know, let it all out." <laughs> oh god so yeah that that was the news that binding of isaac rebirth is shitting its pants so yeah <laughs> do you want to hear some funny news from ireland actually let's hear yeah. some funny news from ireland this is a funny news story from ireland yesterday is um basically burger king in Tralee, which is down in kerry down in kerry um basically someone left a comment on burger king Tralee's page saying worst drive through ever by the time you can make your order mcdonald's would have had 20 cars done and burger king Tralee responded is why not fuck off over to mcdonald's then and eat their shit food (laughs) (laughs) oh god God. i'm like you know what only in ireland could this happen (laughs) I wish I lived there because I would be at that yeah. Burger King right now supporting that business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good Amazing. Oh, <laughs> so, um, yes. Uh, things. Um, Gavin, we should probably do. We, uh, yeah. me, and, me and Jim got to talk about Bloodborne last week and you hadn't had a chance to play oh, yes. it yet. Mm. So, do you, do you want to just, just binge talk about 
about Bloodborne for I'll a bit. I'll talk a little bit about it, yeah. I won't we'll go be on nice. too we'll, we'll listen to you actually talk for once. Ah, oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Bloodborne's amazing. Oh my god, what a, what a game. It's, uh, it's not perfect by any means. I certainly found a few faults in it. Um, and I was talking to Jim about this. Um, there's certain fights in the game that uh, feel kind of cheap. Um, you experienced the joys of Gascoigne. Oh God, Gascoigne took me so long. What? <laughs> that is the mother of all difficulty spikes. Because up to that point, I was kind of worried. I was like having a really easy time of it. And I was like, man, this. I even put it on Twitter. I said this game feels a lot easier than than Dark Souls because the first boss, the cleric beast, I I killed it on my first try. I was like, okay, you know, first boss, whatever. And then I reached Gascoigne, and mm-hmm. everything I was thinking went out the fucking window. It's like, nope, this is the hardest boss fight I've ever faced in a Souls game, and it's the second boss. It's that and, moment uh, yeah. where the game's just, oh, you're having fun, are you? Have you been enjoying it? Mm. Right? You see all the little, yeah. all the little monsters. Well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you can get fucked, mate. Yeah. And then it was plain sailing for another while. And then I got to Vicar Amelia. <gasps> and oh. Vicar Amelia is the first time... The first time I've ever had to resort to doing co-op. I mean, I got through Dark Souls 1 and 2 solo um, without co-op, and I could not get past Vicar Amelia. She killed me like 12, 13 times, and I was just raging too much. I was like, no, I have to to get past this. It's that wonderful moment where it's like, hey, you thought that you bought this game because, you know, you know the Dark Souls. You've played them. You're pretty good at a Souls game. You know, you're, you're ready for this, aren't you? No, Fuck you, I'm going to fuck you over, I'm going to kick you to the ground, I'm going to kick yeah. you in the face, you are not going <laughs> to enjoy this game yeah. anymore, you are going to want to bring this game it, back to the gaming store, and we're not going to let you, it, we are going to kick you until you can't take it back. It definitely feels mechanically more difficult than Dark Souls once you get further into the game, It's because the combat is a lot faster and it's a lot more reflex-based. As, as opposed to Dark mm. Souls, which was always just about watching for the tells and then dodging. The worst part for me was that Gascoigne was my first boss. Uh, I didn't meet the cleric boss until that's later. That's discouraging, yeah. Yeah, I w- wandered into it, and I had not yet had the doll activate, so I wasn't even leveled, uh, yeah. and kept <laughs> trying to fight him in that state. And I did beat him in that state eventually. And the funny thing mm-hmm. is, is I, I tried to fight Gascoigne a few times, got annoyed with it, decided to go explore elsewhere for a bit, then found the cleric mm. beast, assumed yeah. he was the second boss, <laughs> went, nope, had one of those, um, what's it, the, the noble, the bold things, oh. the, the things that let you yeah. portal out and keep your echoes, met the cleric yeah. beast the once, went, nope, portaled out, and then spent like the next hour or so trying to fight Gascoigne again. <laughs> Thinking he was the first boss Because I'm like, if I can't beat him I won't be able to beat the cleric beast By the time Mm. I finally fought the cleric beast I was feeling sorry for the screaming fucker Because I was just (laughs) wiping the floor with him Because it was like I've I've seen Gascoigne, son You cannot make me cry Yeah, Cleric beast is is, If if you're familiar to the series He's a very easy boss Mm. But I would imagine for newcomers The cleric beast would be quite a challenge It was the fact I didn't even... Especially after, before you get to him, you have to fight those two fucking werewolves, which are even harder. (laughs) The the thing for me is I didn't give the cleric beast a chance. Like, I took one look at him and just said, well, he's got to be the the second boss. I'm out of here. And then by the time I fought him, I'm like, I I felt silly that I was so scared of him. Uh, You know what's what's an amazing feeling, though, is going back to that area all leveled up and, like, two-shotting those werewolves. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's like a lot. most RPGs do that, but I don't think any game quite gets the satisfaction of going back power-leveled the way Souls games do because you you remember getting your ass kicked so hard by these creatures at the beginning and now you're wiping the floor with them and it's like, yeah, It gives I you that, that little chance to be the bully back to them, which is... Yeah. Uh, Exactly. It's, it's definitely satisfying. Maybe the 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 boss I struggled with the most um, was out, at least out of the earlier ones. I won't go into some of the mm. late game stuff. Uh, was mm. probably the blood starved beast, uh, mostly because like uh, I, yeah. I had shit for poison resistance, and that shit fucks you hard. Mm. Mm. That was a very annoying mechanic, actually, that to poison yeah. you. But um, 
you know that's so <laughs> yeah i found yeah. i found spamming spamming the spamming the gun parry was an easy win against the blood starved beast yeah. yeah i did find out later that if you rock a blunderbuss up to there then it will just yeah. kick that thing's ass i don't know about you guys as well but i found the boss difficulty kind of goes on a backwards curve like it was gascoigne and amelia really were brick walls for me and then every boss since then has been a fucking absolute breeze and i don't know if that's just getting used to the controls like the only one that's killed me more than once apart from the two of them is the big mound of flesh thing you know the big like mm. rotting bones everywhere creature i don't want to ruin too much mm-hmm. but uh yeah i think there's kind of a backwards like there's one boss that announces itself in this grand spectacle of everything and then you just realize you just run up and hit its legs and it can't yeah. hit you if you stand by its legs and it's like yeah the big like yes. the oversized <laughs> ones uh, are mostly a case of finding just feeling it out and finding where its attacks hit least and like, yeah, getting exactly. there for me it's it's Others like the Gascoigne, the, the, the yeah. hunters. Um, the hunters are dicks. The fucker with the machine gun. Um, oh. who, when I fought him, he <laughs> the f- only way anyone seems to ever beat him is by him falling he off. Falls the off edge. the fucking roof, dickhead. <laughs> yeah. um, and there is one just uh, again. I'm trying to avoid too many spoilers, but the one at Bergenworth. I mean, I don't think that gives anything away um, in the um, the sort of academy area. Mm. Uh, with the oh, fights with the, 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 the cane, the, the threaded cane, and yeah. spams magic attacks. Mm. And he's. I, I actually fought it on my Bloodborne Squirty Play video on YouTube if you want to see me finally defeat the thing. But, <laughs> oh, I hate them! Why don't they only get 20 the three, bullets? <laughs> the three together was the worst one for me. Oh, God, when you those have to ones. fight three hunters together in the church. Mm-hmm. That was fucking horrible because one of them has a gun. I keep shooting mm-hmm. you while you're trying to fight the other two. I'm slightly behind this week. I keep going like that, and, and I'm behind. Oh, so now you that's know fine. How Just it keep feels. fine. Keep going. Now I'll jump in at some feels. point. <laughs> I know how it fucking feels. I'm so sorry, Gavin. That's okay. That's okay. I could go on and on about Bloodborne anyway because yeah. it's so fucking good. It's the best game I've played in Jesus. I I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing, and I hate it at times, but generally, absolutely yeah. love it. Can we talk about the atmosphere? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, it's so gloriously morbid. Like, this is one thing I think that uh, Dark Souls 1 did really well and Dark Souls 2 didn't quite follow as well with. It's this feeling of rotten, horrible, grotesque, filthy, everything feels slimy and disgusting and you don't want to go around the next corner in case of what's going to it appear. It goes back to Demon Souls where the, that one was just mm-hmm. so I, I described it as beautifully bleak where it's, mm-hmm. it first pre- it proves that greys and browns don't have to be ugly because it's just glorious in how horrible it is. Now I grew up in a little town called Erith um, in the UK, which is actually in a book um, of Britain's worst places <laughs> And, mm. and I love it. It's possibly because I have that nostalgia growing up that I'm attracted to just really bleak environments because Erith is just a big concrete block of, of closed-down mm. businesses and white van man pubs. And games like like the Souls games remind me of that and make me feel almost nostalgic. Um, yeah. <laughs> just this dilapidation and grey. Uh, just beautifully makes done. You want, makes you want to put, out, put on the Smiths and look out the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those things, like, I, I think that the colour palette, you can get away with as long as the environments you're in are nice and intricately designed. Because so many mm-hmm. times when people mm-hmm. complain about, like, these greys and browns of colour palettes in games, I think it's because, like, you've got that coupled with the fact that it's these really boring, unmemorable environments that you're just sort of trying to get through and they don't have any character of themselves. Definitely. But with Bloodborne, it's like, it is that kind of colour palette still. But it is like, well, it's these very memorable ornate spires and like, yeah, it, it mm. does interesting stuff with the color palette, which is more than can be said for most games that look like that. That's it. I mean, like, mm. I actually I like the Gears of War games as well, uh, just because Same. there's I love original. Gears of War. Yeah, there's some originality in the architecture and yeah. and you know. The I don't think there's designs. anything intrinsically wrong with having a grey or brown game. No, I think no. it's just a lot of games tried to copy what great games did well with that, and uh, well, they plus last gen with... was the military shooter yeah. zenith, so that's, well, that's why it. everything suddenly turned grey. They equate it with realism, and they think real is boring, so they make a boring mm. thing. I mean. 
you know, yeah. you can have a brown grey game, but if you're just doing a kind of mundane industrial complex with some mundane soldiers running around in it, it's like a, we've seen that a dozen times. B, it's not mm. very visually arresting. Um, Take cover against this Unreal Engine air vent. <laughs> yes. Um, whereas you get something like Bloodborne here, and yeah, it's still dra- quote-unquote drab, but it's stylistically mm. drab, and it's just so detailed yeah. and intricately designed. Mm. Like, when I got to Old Yarnum for the first time, and just the mossy-covered, mm. dilapidated bridges, broken oh, buildings. Oh, it's incredible, yeah. The sheer, like, just so densely packed with detail. Not in a way that is even too and the busy. Ar- yeah. And the areas are deceptively small, yet they feel huge mm-hmm. because they're mm. so gene... I mean, I think, like, Central Yarnum, the first area is an absolute masterpiece of game design. I mean, it's just absolutely yeah. astounding how they've managed to fit in so many back routes and, and shortcuts and yeah. into this. When you actually look at it, it's quite a small area, but it feels huge because of what they do, what they do with it. Very, very talented. And that's, that's for me, what was missing the most from Dark Souls 2. And I'm really glad that they've... Mm. They've put that back in Bloodborne. Yeah, it it's really nice to see it going back to what I kind of loved about the the world, the way the world's put together in the original Dark Souls, in that if you look at a place and you can see it and see which direction it is in, you can get yeah. there. It's not like Dark Souls 2 where it was all sort of, if you try and map it together, like areas overlap and lead to places where they shouldn't mm. physically lead to. It's like, no, this feels like one big cohesive world that sort of is all knit together and you get these shortcuts that actually feel like they are of value. And it just, it Mm. feels like there is so much hidden in this world for you to just find. And it will be right in front of your face until you find it. And it's like, oh my God, how did I not realize I could, I could cut through here. And it has these incredible, like almost emergent moments where you're, you're like walking along your route and you come to the top of a cliff and you're kind of looking out over and you're like, oh, hey, there's that sewer I was in 10 minutes mm. ago, like way below me. And there's that cathedral over there that I was running around. And it's just so clever. And even yeah. in the areas which feel like the furthest off parts of the game, you can like get to certain points and see the other parts up, like way off in the distance. Yeah. And it's, oh, it's just magic. Well, it's sometimes Magical. just really simple things. Like right near the beginning of the game, there is a point where uh, you're fighting a load of enemies and there's a big bonfire and there's this big set of double doors and you can hear something just Mm. bang, 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 bang (laughs) on this door. And you're sort of, the whole time you're fighting this group of people, it's like, I am terrified that something's going to burst out through those doors (laughs) and it's going to flatten me. And then you start wandering Mm. around through the streets and you find a bit of a back route round and then you end up behind it and it doesn't know you're there and you're just watching this huge, enormous beast bang on a door and you're like, oh, you're Mm. not so scary. You don't know I'm here. Stab you in the back. Oh, now I've opened up a nice shortcut. I've saved myself some room. It it just mm. plays with expectations and is just very delightful to, which is a weird word to use for such a dark, grim game. But it's mm. it is delightful to explore that world and to just see what it has in store. Absolutely, and when you when you can find like this big, huge locked door, I mean, all right, I can't go in there. And then like twenty four, twenty five hours later. You're like after going through this huge big route through forests and everything and you come back out through this double locked door and realize you're in the spot you couldn't get through 20 hours <laughs> earlier from the other side. <sighs> and you're just like, so this good. is fucking genius. Bloodborne is yeah. the first game that I've played where I've really felt like, yep, this feels like a justification for moving to next gen consoles. This feels like a new mm. new game. It's not perfect, but it feels very shiny and new. And Actually, uh, one thing, the only real thing that bothers me is I think it's quite short, because I think I'm very close to the end now, and it, it doesn't feel like I've been playing it for very long. But I, apparently there's a lot of stuff I have not seen, like some really hidden levels oh, and yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, I spent, like I said, I spent five days doing it for review, and there is a mm-hmm. ton of, of shit I have not found. Like, I was just mm-hmm. idly checking out the wiki, and I'm like... There's a whole new fucking area? What? Yeah, people keep mentioning this one area, and I'm like, wait a minute, I, I never found that area. How do you find... And it's like, it's, it's in the typical souls, completely convoluted, you would never really know without a walkthrough way. <laughs> there is another area. Well, yeah. I, kind of, I kind of love that you're talking about, like, oh, it feels a bit short. There was this shortcut that it took me 20 to 25 hours to unlock this shortcut, but it still feels short. <laughs> Well, 
when you think like Dark Souls 1 yeah, took me like yeah. 60, hours, <laughs> 60, 70 hours to finish that the first time, so... It's, it definitely feels a, it definitely feels shorter than some of the previous Souls games, but mm-hmm. it's by no means a short game. No. I mean, it does, it's definitely not uh, it's, too it's, short. Yeah. It is the complaint of, I am enjoying this so much that my biggest complaint is I want more of it. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. But so, yeah, yeah, I mean, definitely Game of the Year contender. I'll be... I'll be very, very pleased if anything comes out this year that I prefer to it, because, holy shit, that's going to have to be a hell of a game. (laughs) So people are going to be so angry at us, because there's so much backlash for the praise that Bloodborne's getting. We've just spent, like, 20 minutes sucking it off. Um, What's the Is the backlash because it's a PS4 exclusive? Some of it is. Mm. Some of it's that. Some people are just uh, saying it's a reskinned Dark Souls, and they hate it because of that. Oh, come on. Some people are upset that it's not on PC yet, where it's going to be 60 frames per second, 1080p. Everything's better because it's PC. Well, I can understand I, I would much I'm rather fine be with playing that. this game yeah, I would at 60 frames per second. I would love Bloodborne <laughs> to be on PC. Really would. Mm. Um, and I yeah. would love... I'd love it to be on every system. I would love every good game to be on every system because then more people will play it. Uh, at the yeah. same time, um, while I support the petition, you know, I petition away, make your voice heard. Um, the betrayal part yeah, is kind of I, silly. Saying uh, that From Software betrayed everyone is a little no, bit no. much. Um, yeah. You might want to couch your uh, um, petition in something a bit more reasonable, uh, but that is just me. Um, I, I understand that, that I've played it already and I don't have much of a dog in the race, but I would love to see it on PC, genuinely. To be fair, people bitch about Dark Souls 2, but that was a very good PC port. I thought so, anyway. Mm-hmm. It, it was very good, other than a couple of issues where it's like, Hey, these things that are ba- these these bits of gameplay that are based on frames got messed up because we doubled the frame rate and then didn't realize that would change some things like invincibility frames. Oh, That's the only oh, complaint yeah, no, I have I'm, about I'm that. I'm talking about Dark Souls Two. Dark oh, Souls One well, was a terrible part. And, well, I know <laughs> Dark, Souls, really Dark Souls Two had a few problems, but like it mm. it was still like I think it it's a better better version than yeah. the uh, the console ones. Yeah. Well, Dark Souls 1 was a terrible port, oh, like God, really yeah. bad. Oh, no, I was furious when I first played it. I mean, it's mm. bad enough that it looked ugly as shit and the controls were terrible and, you know, the resolution was, was fucked. Um, mm. But to add insult to injury with games for Windows Live, like, that was the mm. thing that... Like, I was already angry at it and the arrogance of putting that in. I'm like, how dare you... <laughs> oh, in terms of terrible PC ports, like I would never normally bring this game up, but I have a news story this week about terrible PC ports. Ooh. So, I have no interest in, in in the Dead or Alive series, but Dead or Alive Five, um, la- uh, what's the subtitle? Dead or Alive Five Last Round finally got a, a port to PC this week, and I'm gonna give you the list of things missing from the uh, the PC port of this game. So. The mm-hmm. online is being delayed by three months. The Steam version does not have achievements, has no cloud saves, no rumble on the gamepad. It's missing two stages. Um, the graphics are that of the PS3 version rather than the PS4 version. No matter what, <laughs> no matter what graphics card you have, you have to play it with like capped at PS3 level graphics. You can't play the PS4's shinier graphics. Uh, what else was there? Is there anything else? I think that was it. Oh my so, god! If, if you that's amazing. if you can't do the bare fucking minimum, don't do it at all. You yeah. know what? No matter how much someone may petition you for a PC port, if you're not going to do the job fucking properly, I'd respect you not doing it over charging for something that you that you are clearly making yeah. with utter it's, contempt. It's it's when yeah. it takes an entire paragraph to list the things that are missing from a from a port. It's like, really? Is this really? the same game? Is this the same game where they had the arrogance to tell you not to mod it? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. They were like, oh, we don't want you modding it. Please be respectful when playing. Be respectful, first of all, when you're selling shite to PC gamers. Don't talk to the customers about it. The people who are going to have to fix your shit for you. Don't talk to them about respect. 
Well, that's the thing is modders are going to patch all of this stuff in in like 10 minutes. It always happens. But it's like, oh, yeah. how, they want, they how want to, to have their, te- their high resolution jiggly yeah. boobies. Oh, yeah. That is one thing I will say. The jiggle physics engine did make it into the PC port. You know, oh, you're, not getting your, you're not getting did. your PS4 <laughs> graphics. You're not getting your online. You're is not getting achievements. Is that kind of not the only reason people boobs. buy those? Like, what, what, what is dead or alive? Like, what even is it? I've, I've, I've seen these screenshots, and it's like some kind of beach bikini simulator. Oh, no, that's the, like, that's the spin-off. That's dead or alive beach okay. volleyball. Um, the actual dead, game... Dead, it's, that it's seems a, to be the only one that ever gets like well, yeah, screenshotted around there's, the web. There's also there's also a fighting game. So yeah, that's the main okay. series. It's supposed to be a one-on-one fighting game. And it's the fighting game as Jiggly Booby. Mm. It, it has oh yeah yeah they're, they're yeah. big tits big tits um you know the, on little ladies that are all totally eighteen. Fair enough. Yes, all totally. This is this is all totally <laughs> above board, Squire. Yeah, that's what I imagine the game's Look at that, tits. They they all come from my stage school, these lovely young women, and I think the world of them. I treat them like my daughters. Five quid a shake. (laughs) Anytime you see a male (laughs) character in here, don't worry. He's dressed incredibly flamboyantly. You don't have to worry that he's going to be competition for you. Don't worry about it, guys. (sighs) They ain't going to get in the way of you and your missus and our boobies. I love tits! (laughs) It's funny. I never saw the appeal of boobies in video games. I mean, can, can we just can spe- we just cut that as a clip? Can we ones, just have Gavin? Spe- I never saw the appeal in boobies. <laughs> specifically, <laughs> boobies that are designed to titillate. For me, when that happens in a game, I'm just distracted by it. I'm like, look, I want to be focusing on your game, but now I'm looking at boobies. Stop distracting me. <laughs> if I want to look at boobies, I can go look at boobies, and I just don't like. No, like no offense to people who do it, but I do not understand all the nude Alex mods and nude Skyrim follower mods and stuff because it's like, would that not be incredibly distracting? I don't understand to have a na- the mods. naked person next to you all the time. I don't understand the mods for that reason. I understand yeah. certain gifts. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I don't understand soon the menta- to, yeah. Soon to make their way to the Oculus Rift. Oh, God. I don't understand the mentality of the kind of person who is like. I don't want, like, it's too much effort for me to just Google the word pornography. I have to mod this character so they are naked and I can see them naked in this other thing. (sighs) Yeah. I I just find it incredibly distracting. In-game, it's, yeah, there there are better things to do. Go to to Rule 34 like an adult. I'm I'm certainly not judging the, the attraction to... Fictional characters. Absolutely oh my god! This this reminds me of something. Please let me have this screen capture. You talk among yourselves, and I'm going to look for a screen go cap I it. took of a comment on Reddit because it's one of the funniest things I've While ever seen. While you go look for it, I'm just going to keep reiterating so everyone knows. Gavin doesn't get the appeal of boobies. So. Not at all. Not at no, all. No, not at um, all. Gavin, he's like boobies. What's that? I don't know. Yeah, but I, I will say in all seriousness, um, do what you want. What whatever you need. So long as it's legal and above board, to knock one out, fine by me. I may not get it, but but I support you in your endeavours. Um, I feel it's important to say that because people people don't need to be shamed. There's enough of that going around. If if you want if you if you want Alex Vance's tits out, or or indeed Gordon Freeman's floppy donga hanging out, uh, you do you. Yeah, exactly. If you fancy fan art of Kirby with a thirty-inch cock, you know if that's your thing. Good for you. Thank you, Laura. I will. <laughs> oh, God. So what else happened this week? Did anything happen of interest? I've, I've mostly been stuck um, sort of with my head in various video games. Been playing that War for the Overworld. Um, oh, is, how's that? It's... It would be fa- It would be fucking fantastic were it not... Were it finished... Uh, I think that's mm. the issue with it. It's um, I, my review went up today on the Jimquisition dot com. Uh, it is um, I gave it a seven point five. I wanted to give it higher than that. Um, I mean, it is Dungeon Keeper three. Like they, they don't even hide it. It's it's Dungeon Keeper through and through. And in lieu of EA doing Dungeon Keeper, because let's face it, even if they ever did a proper one, it would still be fucking ruined, like they did with Sims and SimCity. <laughs> um, it's 
definitely wonderful to have. I'm so glad they did it, and I'm, I'm, I'm rooting for them. Um, but even coming out of early access, it's still very clearly a work in progress. There's a yeah. lot of glitches. It's, it is half-baked um, from a production standpoint, which, which holds it back, and that is a real shame. Yeah, it's very, very reassuring to hear that it, you know, has some benefits, even if it's oh, yes. a bit, yeah. So, it's uh, it's a fixer-upper. Yeah. Mm. Oh, what have I what have I been playing this week? Um. Oh, did have I talked about my schoolgirl murdering simulator yet? Oh, oh dear. dear, is that that Yandere thing? <laughs> yeah, Yandare simulator, whatever oh, it is. So I'm gonna very simply put this. Um, this is a game in which you play a um a Japanese anime schoolgirl, and you walk around the school campus murdering other anime schoolgirls and hiding their bodies and trying not to get noticed and taking selfies with the pile of bodies and it's kind of it's fascinating. Because <laughs> That's a good it's, word for it. It's fascinating. It is a very interesting experience because it's very it's very like it feels like it is deliberately tonally all over the place. Like, it is very much like, here is everything happy and smiley and bright, colourful presentation. Oh, you killed a person. Better hide the body. And, like, it, it's, it's very weird and granular in the way it works because it's things like, if you've just killed someone, your pupils will be more dilated or less dilated and people can notice that and realise something's up. So you've got to, like, not look anyone in the face when you're trying to hide a body because, like, oh, they'll see that you're guilty and they'll know something's up. And, yeah, I just had a pile of dead schoolgirls in a bathroom and I took a selfie with my blood-covered hands and my blood-covered phone of them and their blood-covered bodies on in, just in one big pile on the floor. So you're trying not to get caught, but you're taking selfies all the time while you're doing it. Yeah, it's it. you don't have to, but if the option ah. is there to take selfies and your phone's covered in blood and your hands are covered in blood and the pile of bodies is covered in blood, why wouldn't you take a selfie with you, them? You might as well. I, I, I grant you that. Um, so that sounds fun. It's, <laughs> it's interesting. I wouldn't say that it's great, but... I I had a chuckle spending 20 minutes murdering people and hi trying to hide bodies. And then just being like, yep, that's my pile of dead schoolgirls over there. But, um, <laughs> So here's, here's this comment from Reddit. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, this was in a Skyrim mods thread. And he's like, I'm looking for a nude mod. Does anyone know of one that actually has buttholes? <laughs> I've been through so many of them, but nobody ever adds the anus. Sad face. Well, you know, what's the point in, like, if you're going to go for butts in your video games, you might as well go the whole way. You don't want to get broken out of the experience by a lack of an anus. I think the best Skyrim mod is the one that makes your horse into Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> My favourite is still the one that turns the dragons into um, into Thomas the Tank Engine, and then oh, the yeah. one that gives them the voice Macho of... Um, Macho Man. Macho Randy Savage, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Choo -choo. Oh, all right, I can do this. Hang on, I can do Randy Savage. Can't do it. You, you could do voiceovers in Bloodborne though, with that with that impression. You could that do like true. some some of the shambling. Speaking <laughs> of wheelchairs, that dude in Bloodborne in the wheelchair with the gun is so annoying. The one that you have to go past like six oh, times yes. and every time he shoots you with that exploding fucking gun. I actually I panicked when I first met him because I, I walked up to him. He wasn't really doing anything. Um, mm. But my instinct, obviously, is kill, kill, fucking kill when I see something. Yeah. So I ran up to him, <coughs> fucking whacked him, killed him in like two mm. hits. He slumped in his wheelchair and I'm like, holy shit, that's the dude from the beginning. That's the dude that signed my contract. Oh my thing. god, you killed! You killed! It's, and, and, it's like, oh, I just fucking him. killed an NPC. I Did thought, he come I'd, back? By the way, I thought that I didn't kill the guy in the hunter's dream. This is the the oh, guy okay, with the gun. Okay, okay. But I, yeah. because the guy is, you see him in the opening cinematic because he's that guy that yeah. takes your blood or puts blood in mm. you or, or whatever it is. Mm. Um, with the guy without the eyes, and I, I thought I'd killed an NPC, and then was relieved <laughs> when I saw him again, and then killed him again. I haven't done it, but I've heard in this one it's a little bit more forgiving to players who attack the um, the main NPCs back mm -hmm. in the hub. 
because if you attack the if you attack the first guy in Dark Souls, you're you're fucked. Your yeah. game is pretty much I, destroyed. <laughs> I had some problems in Dark Souls Two where I accidentally killed an NPC and was like, "Fuck, fuck, 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 fuck." It's not mm. good. Then there's then there's one NPC later in the game, which again I won't spoil. But your instinct to I would have attacked it straight away had there not been a note saying to to treat it with care. Because it is one ugly looking motherfucking thing that's terrifying. And you probably know what I'm talking about. Mm. It's a terrifying looking NPC that talks to you. And I was just like, oh my God, kill it. And then I saw a note saying, treat with care, friend. <laughs> I was like, oh. Oh God. Jesus. I have one thing about Bloodborne that has been like, the people who troll in the Souls games have stepped up their game in Bloodborne because there is this new thing of, they're going to leave helpful notes, but they leave them just a little too late so that you see them after they would have been useful like so Isn't many of these so like annoying it's i find it really funny that i'll get ambushed kill the thing that ambushed me and then a little bit past there will be like ambushing coming and i'm like fuck Beware off why ambush, are you yeah. yeah they put it behind where the ambush happens and it's it's mm. it's hilarious is that uh, trolling or is that just people being fucking stupid though it's happening frequently enough that i think this is a deliberate action a deliberate thing. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I've come across it a lot through my playthrough. Uh, mm. Right now, the Bloodborne yeah. haters listening are like, they're fucking on it again. I love the uh, I love the messaging system in in them and finding clever ways to use the different words. <laughs> I always remember in Dark Souls two, they had the words "but" and they had the word "hole," and of course, like half the messages <laughs> in the game were like "bleeding butthole incoming" and like. <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> uh, uh, the Souls the Souls community is great though. I mean like it's so much it's so much fun in those games when you level up and then you get to go back and help other people who are struggling. It's like mm-hmm. such a good feeling. And the way you do your little gestures to each other and like it's just it's it's very unique. Yeah, now is a great time to be in it. Like if you get into one of these games just as it's being released, the community is mm. lovely. The community gets mm. a bit more exclusionary the further you get from launch, but at the moment it's lovely. Mm. Get good, uh, bruh. Get good. Get good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, things that happen in games this week. Um, oh, did either of you hear about the fact that um, apparently letting children play 18-rated games is child neglect in the UK? It's not exactly neglect if you're watching and criticising the kid for sucking at it. Yeah, get good, child. Yeah, this is some weird thing where basically like a school... Get good or you're being kicked out. A a group of school teachers somewhere in the UK discovered that sometimes kids who are under 18 play games like Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty. And this shocked these school teachers. It's like, oh my God, how are you letting them see these things? This is terrible. So they started... The vast majority of people who play Call of Duty are are kids. Yes, they are. So it's Mm. this weird thing where they started petitioning to... That's not insult, by the way. I mean, no, no, it's, someone it's a out fact. There is going to get annoyed about me saying that. It's it's literal under eighteens. Uh, most people playing it, but yeah, the, this group <coughs> of parents and teachers got together, and they're now trying to petition the government, and they're trying to make a whole thing of it. It's like, no, no, no. If you let your children ingest this dangerous media, then it will it will corrupt them for life. Oh, it's God. child neglect. Is it nineteen ninety seven? Honestly, apparently God. so. Like, I, it's it's not it's not fucking child neglect or abuse. Um, no. You know, it's, it depends. First of all, not all children are the same. Not all parents are the same. Not all games are the same, regardless of rating. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, I think it's perfectly acceptable for certain, certain kids to play certain games, depending on the yeah. content. Um, that is... It's all about supervision and personal... Res- my, my issue is personal responsibility. If, you, mm-hmm. if a game is played by a kid and the kid does something stupid and you decide to blame the game as a way of making yourself feel better about what your kid did, then fuck you. Um, yeah. But if you're taking responsibility for the, the content that you let your kid um, enjoy and you're mm-hmm. perfectly fine with, with that content, then fucking... Do, again, yeah. you do you. Um, mm-hmm. It's really nobody else's... Cool. Yeah, we grew we we grew up on all kinds of horror films and and stuff, and we turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's a big underst- a misunderstanding, at least in the UK, in terms of how what games ratings mean legally. Like, because a game is rated eighteen, it doesn't mean that people under the age of eighteen cannot play it. 
it means that they cannot purchase it. Mm-hmm. And the intent of that is to keep them for like the intention is if someone under 18 is playing this, it is because an over 18 has purchased it for them and is aware of what they're consuming and exactly. has made that decision on their behalf. And it's like, well, you know, if a parent is making that decision that they <coughs> think it's that their child is okay to consume that media, then by all means, let them just be aware that any consequences are on you because you made the hopefully informed decision about it. That's expecting far too much from human beings. <laughs> yeah, it is. But that's the theory. Taking responsibility is not something humans are very good at, especially parents. We're, we're, not, very, we're not very good at taking responsibility as a species because video games made us irresponsible. That's it. That's yeah. true. Yeah. It was Trevor, yeah, Trevor can... in GTA made yeah. me very irresponsible. Yep, you can die without consequences, you can commit crimes without consequences. No one takes responsibility anymore because video games told them they don't have to. Oh, it God. was uh, video games' fault. After I played after I played Grand Theft Auto, I immediately stopped paying my mortgage and I've been stabbing myself in the leg with a big knife. Uh, just over and over again and not seeking medical attention mm. for it. It's festered like fuck. I don't mind telling you. Like you can push things through it. Um but it's Grand Theft Auto did it. Well, since I played Animal Crossing for the first time, I no longer pay any of my bills because I know that I can just, I can put my bills off forever and just like, it's like, oh, I will pay you at some point and well, you, you can, can just keep living off, in your house. You forever. can live Actually, off the giant you know, apples that grow every three days. <laughs> that's a funny one because video games taught me how to save money because I was always terrible at saving money. I would always spend it all on stupid shit. And then I played like, Fallout and Skyrim and games like that and was like, I really want that cool weapon that I can't afford. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be really responsible with my gold and caps and save up and get it. And then I was like, wow, if I applied this principle to real life... This mm. proves what I was saying <laughs> about video games affecting us all differently and everyone being different. Mm. Because I'll spend $500 on an alien statue. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it didn't teach me about good finances. That's why that's why I married an accountant. Yeah. How are you guys with that in RPGs, actually? Do you hoard gold and let it build up, or do you, like, blow it all on the first I, thing you find? I am a paranoid hoarder when it comes to RPGs. Yeah, I will save same. and save and save and... All the health potions. <laughs> yeah. It depends on the thing with me. If it's if it's mm-hmm. potions and things, I will keep them to the, my dying breath. If it's money, normally I will... I'll find something I want first and then save and save for it and then immediately get it. Um, mm. But I, I, don't, I don't just save money on the off chance. Like, <coughs> if I see something I want, then I'm going to get it. But I won't just spend like crazy. In some ways, it's part of the fun of an RPG, watching your big pile of shit grow. <laughs> like, this is my big mound of fucking and treasure. Ho- hopefully, and that's also, crap. Yeah. hopefully that's also part of the appeal of tonight's Nintendo Direct, watching the big mound of shit grow. <laughs> <laughs> I should do a video of my house in Megaton, actually. My, my little house in Megaton has, like, every unique weapon in it and every bobblehead, but I painstakingly, like, arranged them with that fucking Bethesda physics engine. Oh, God, I don't envy that. I've tried that yeah. once, like, five minutes and stopped. Yeah. Uh, I think we're... You'll, like, leave it standing, and then it'll start doing somersaults all around the room, and you're like, no, come back. I think we're about time for question time. Yeah, oh, now yeah. seems a good time for question Jesus, time. Jesus, the time flew. We barreled through today. This mm. has been a good episode, I think. So where where do we yeah. want to start um, with questions? Um... We've got one question from Kai Catterbag on Twitter who wants to ask, how do we feel about the fact that Nintendo has waited until after the podquisition to do its Nintendo Direct? Do we think this was deliberate? Uh, Well, as we all know, Reggie has been stealing Laura's stuff out of spite. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he's very afraid of what we're going to say about Nintendo Direct because he knows we're influential and that literally every gamer is going to be listening to what we say. About Nintendo Direct. Quite literally. Because so Nintendo no longer classifies me as a game reviewer. And that's <laughs> genuine. They they genuinely classify me now as an influencer. I'm in their influencer bracket now. <laughs> influencer? Yeah, I don't that know what that means. sounds like someone on the naughty list in school. Yeah, it, yeah. He <laughs> sits next to the other boys and makes them laugh. Which oh. isn't too different, different from my job. But yeah, may- maybe they are just hoping that by the time a week has gone by, we will have forgotten about whatever bullshit they dropped. So 
we're on to you. We know what you're doing. Uh, what else have we got in the questions today? Uh, oh, God, this is going to be an interesting one. I know what Gavin's answer is going to be to this. So this is from Moncho Graphics Probably on Fallout Twitter. Probably Fallout 4, no matter what the question. <laughs> y- yes, your answer is going to be Fallout 4. If you had to choose oh. between Half-Life 3, <laughs> The Last Guardian, Fallout 4, right, or Beyond go. Good and Evil 2 to get a release this year, which one would you want? Beyond Good and Evil 7. <laughs> you know what? I think my answer for this would be Fallout 4 as well, to be honest. Uh-huh. I care about that so much more than Half-Life at this point. Yeah. I I care about Beyond Good and Evil 2 more than any reasonable person should care about anything. Yeah, I don't care about Half-Life 3. I'm going to put it out there. At this point, I'm not fussed I don't, about I it. I don't think Gabe cares about Half-Life 3. No. Um, he yeah. basically made some speech recently that was like, yeah, you know, if we were to do that, we would have to do this and that. And, and I was like, wait, 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 wait. Did you just say if we were to do that? I re- I think I I don't think it's ever coming out, man. Valve have discovered money, and they're like, <laughs> yeah, fuck games. So yeah, like we could we could make this much money making a game, or we could make like ten times this much. Basically, just sitting here doing business as usual. I was like, oh, fuck video games. Mm. Then again, maybe a yeah. D three he'll come on himself and announce the Orange Box two with Portal three and Half Life three, and everyone will just be like, woo. Mm-hmm. That's not going to happen, though. It's not going to happen, but like, I, the thing I want is Beyond Good and Evil 2, that damn cliffhanger at the end of the first one. I'm like, you gave a trailer, you said there's a second one coming, you keep insisting it's coming, I want it already, I want to know what that bloody teaser cliffhanger meant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what else we got in questions? We got some more questions. Um, Jason Lockman wants to ask, is it possible that the three of us will ever do a live recording or panel at a convention in the future? I think that's a case yes. of, will Absolutely. we ever be in the same place at once? We should all go to Eurogamer. Uh, or alternatively, something where I'm not on a plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, here's the th- uh, at some point, I really need another trip back to Britain. At some point. Um, it's been a very long time. If that happens, and if we can work it out to where I can um, coincide it with with a convention that's in Britain, then that's definitely. I would love to do a live one. I would love us to be in the same place on a panel, you know, mm. or just a big room, uh, and and do a live uh, podquisition. So while geography makes that very prohibitive, uh, I I think I would speak for everyone when I'd mm. say that. That is something would we would fun. definitely do if, if at all geography aligns. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I've done panels with Jim before and they're really good fun. Well, I've never had a chance to meet either of you two in person, so I, I want to get to do you that. You would be amazed how good Jim is at working a live crowd, actually. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I, I get the impression you could do that mm. pretty well. So it's just if we're ever in the same place at the same time. So I'm going to be at E3 this year. Gavin, go to cool. go to E3. Jim, go to E3. I'm in the same country as Jim for once. Do that. Well, I I am thinking about Eurogamer this year, Laura. So if I, you're at that, I 100 will be at, at Eurogamer. So I will I will have cool. to say hi cool. to you cool. at the very least. See, we should if we if we do both go, we should arrange like a meet up with cool. listeners. Yes, definitely. Um, we will we will make that a thing if we both end up going. Um, I'm just trying to get the questions thread to load up because Facebook's being a bastard and it doesn't <coughs> want to load up the questions we've got there it's like it's loading the blue bar at the top but it's not loading any of the rest of Facebook which is a little bit bullshit maybe it's their April Fool's joke <laughs> we broke our functionality um, let me try it on my mobile phone can my mobile phone get us questions where are the questions aren't they in the Skype didn't you put some of them in the Skype we've answered all the Skype ones I underestimated how oh, wait, quickly no, we'd move through, through them. Um, I can look through them on Twitter as well. Yeah. You tagged me in it, didn't you? I believe I did. I'm just having a look. Um, uh... Here's a good one from Met- Metal Up is says, on a scale from totally amazing to amazing, how awesome is Gav's new album? Um, it is on the heart, whichever is the high end of that, um, the, m- the most amazing <laughs> end of the scale. It's the best album that's ever been released ever. Yeah. Um, I agree, and it's outselling Sufjan Stevens. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Oh, here's a good one. Name a person slash group in your industry you would jump at the chance to work with. Oh. Hmm. Well, I got to work with Brian Fargo and Mark Morgan, so that's pretty much fucking dream come true right there. Yeah, there's oh, there's a few people. Like I would I would love to do something in person with Max Scoville. Um we've we've done some stuff before for some podcasts. We've made a couple of like little uh, funny things together before, but Max Scoville is one of those people who I get on really well with when we chat and I would love to do something in person with one day. It'd be pretty cool to work with that Jim Sterling dude at some point. Yeah, you know, that wouldn't be terrible to work with that Jim Sterling bloke. It's tough. He's arrogant, very pushy, very demanding. Mm. Uh, He wants wants one cold glass of water, one room temperature (laughs) glass of water and one boiling glass of water before he'll imagine. I'd imagine working with him is very regimented. Like, if you have a podcast or something, you have to show up on time or he'll, like, throw a big fit until you give him a Snickers. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's incredibly um, uh, professional in that regard and, and only demands the highest quality. Oh, okay, we, we got another question while we're here. Um, Matt Biggest Boss Carey wants to know, what's the best flavour of Knickknacks crisps? Yeah. Oh. It, it's nice and spicy every time. I mean, nice and spicy is the classic. Mm. Um, pers- I, like, I love them all. It's one of those rare crisp lines where every flavour is fucking awesome. Um, for me, lemon and scampi. Now, see, that's what the guy asking the question said. He said, any answer other than scampi is wrong, by the way. And I fucking disagree with that. It's disgusting, the scampi ones. God, I'm going to end up ordering fucking knickknacks off Amazon now. <laughs> I already got mini cheddars the other day just because I saw someone in a video say mini cheddars. Again, if we ever meet in person, I will bring you. I will bring you a load of. I'll bring you a suitcase of crisps. But we've got to oh, meet in person. No, so no, this no. is now. You've either got to come here or you got to go to E3. You got to do one of them. I know it's tough. Yeah. Uh, For the Americans in the audience, when we say crisps, we are talking about what you call potato chips, and we call French fries chips. Yeah, yeah and we also call steak. Like, like, like steaks, we call them uh, yum, yum, yum thems. Yummy meat in my mouth. Yeah. And windows, we call look me sees. <laughs> look me sees is actually a really cool word for a window. <laughs> look me sees. Door, doors are, I can't see through the let me see. Yeah, mm. they're the secret let me see. Yeah. Can't look through the let me see. Yeah. Doors, door, doors are in and out portal devices. Yeah. Shoes we call dangly walk-arounds. Headphones. And he- headphones are stick them on my ears. What the fuck's going in the sound holes? Boxes. Yeah. And hair, we call that our skull trousers. <laughs> <laughs> scarves. Scarves. Neck snakes. Neck snakes. Neck yeah. snakes. Um... Mm. So that's all. That's that's all the British vocabulary lesson for oh, this week. Oh, oh! Mm. Quick, quickly before we finish up, did anyone um, see the video with all the Mortal Kombat fatalities on it? A new one? I saw one with like yeah. old ones. It it's fucking hilarious. I don't know if it's an old one or if I've just seen an old one, but like from the new Mortal Kombat game, there's a video okay. with all the fatalities, and it is hilarious. It, it was very much what I. Oh, I have to check that out. <laughs> it was very much what I expected. There's one it to where be. X-rays like <laughs> X-rays into the scrotum as the scrotum explodes, and it's like, oh my Ooh, goodness! Yeah. It is. Yeah. It is exactly what I expected out of a Mortal Kombat. I was like, yep, that is exploding explode. Exploding splotums. That is exploding splotums. Excrotum. There's an indie game title for you. Excrotusplode. Is this the point where we start? We stop talking because it's just we're, we're going a bit bullshit. Because someone's going to make it. Yeah, because we. Yeah, and um, we're we're gonna we're just gonna say things we regret at this stage. Yeah. Um, Laura. <laughs> yeah. People, people may regret listening this long, but they're not gonna regret checking you out around on the internet. How can they do that? Well, you can find me on the internet by going to Laura K Buzz on pretty much bloody everything. So Laura K Buzz on Twitter, Laura K Buzz on Patreon, Laura K Buzz on iTunes, um whatever the fuck you want to search me on. The best one is the Patreon by the way. So go to patreon.com forward slash Laura K Buzz. Give me money. I need money. Give me money. I can't buy my, my confetti butt moon until you give me money. Give me fucking confetti butt moon money. 
patreon.com forward slash Laura K Buzz. So that's the it. Betty Buttman. Gavin, Gavin, you have often been described as Ireland's answer to Bono Vox. How can people find out more about your music? Um, ask Bono. <laughs> you can find me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound and find out all my happenings there, including the new metal album. And you can go to YouTube and see all my video game songs, which are not metal. And so, well, some of them are, but they're not all metal. In fact, I think this is going to be a very unmetally year now because I've got all the metal out of my system. And yes, Miracle of Sound, just search for it. <laughs> I just love how that just trailed over. Just search for it. Um, <laughs> if you want. Um, as always, thank you. And Laura, if you beat me out this week, I swear to fuck. <laughs> Oh god! It, the thing is, you bleeped yourself out, so I just replaced your yeah. bleeps with with my much cooler bleeps and left one of them in so people that could was, see what was going that on. That was a clever move. I thought so. That was a clever move. I thought move, that was funny. Um, just for it, I liked actually, it. Some I, people thought it was too loud and yeah. upset. <laughs> well, it had to be aggressive because that's what two thirds well, like of two thirds of the people on this people podcast have are loud enough. Never been to a panel with Jim on it. If you don't like loud and upsetting, don't listen to Podquisition. Yeah, why the fuck are you <laughs> yeah, listening to either me or Jim if you don't like loud, upsetting and startling? <laughs> um, but yeah, for those who were wondering, there were a few people who didn't pick up on what was going on in the middle of the episode, like 15 minutes in last week. That was me bleeping out when Jim accidentally revealed the secrets of how to kill him. Yeah, yeah, yeah which honestly isn't that hard to suss out. I mean, just throw a lot of different food at I me know, and bounce to find one I, that works. I just thought it would be funny to bleep it out, and some it people didn't get and the context. And it was context. thematic. Yeah, some people didn't get the context of the sentence that, like, to piece together what I was bleeping out. They're like, why are you censoring the swearing? Personally, I lost all respect for Jim for censoring himself this way. <laughs> Well, again, that that's was that was the thematic thing because that week we did the Junquisition about uh, censorship and 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 editing and all that stuff. But anyway, that's what happened. Um, and thank you for sticking with the show, listening with us uh, every week. Uh, and we will be back next week, whether you like it or not. And that will be fun for about half an hour before we lose steam and just get stupid, uh, as is our want. So we're going to go now. Uh, wish you well, and that's. That I I look forward Hi. to hearing from all of you that um, you liked Iwata pooing on the oh yeah direct yeah. bye In, enjoys poo bye. <laughs>